Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, darlings all. I love meeting you here on this transcendent podcasting plane. It's rather like hooking up in dreamland. Today is rather dreamy because shortly joining us is my chum and Hercules of humor, Mr. Rob Beckett. Humor, that word is a bit of an orphan child. Humor in Latin means moisture or fluid. Its soggy children are mostly very obviously connected to it. Humid is moisture in the air and a humectant is a moist making substance. So where does comedy come into it? Hippocrates, father of medicine. His humors were black bile, blood, yellow bile, and phlegm. Hippocrates thought that these four fluids were responsible for all emotion. Black bile, depression, yellow bile, passion, phlegm, calm, and blood, joy, and vim. I suspect you've already spotted what these four have in common with A, each other, and B, our root. Yes, they're all wet, wet, wet. So that is how our humor or disposition made its wavy journey from its liquid Latin root and further still to good humor or sense of humor. I digress hugely. I have an esteemed guest to introduce, my favorite stand-up panelist, presenter, and all-round bowl of deliciousness. It's jolly easy for me to have inky emissions where Rob Beckett is concerned. And here they are. You won't want a soup song. You want a great dollop once you have seen this man touring in wallop. He took to the stage like a wizard of wit, even when giving the latecomers shit. He also consistently lights up the screen. On panel shows, he's like a volley machine. It's like in his brain, there's a golden goose nest hatching great fledglings of comedy jest. And as they sprout wings and fly out of his gob, the public gets stitches from laughing at Rob. But I know since I call this dear guy Amigo, he won't like a poem massaging his ego. But if I talk Rob, I emit a great gush. So at this juncture, I'll be sure to rush. I'll down this last line like a pint. I'll just neck it and welcome my chum, the delicious Rob. Beckett. Oh, that's wonderful, Tom. Thank you very much. That's very kind. Well, it's your first. You've had to hear so many of them. That's the first one about me. It was great. It's a great poem. Thanks, Tom. Well, darling, we can't really hobnob you and I without talking about Celebs Go Dating since you and I are the only contributors to all 175 
episodes uh, on. I try to forget how many episodes there, there's been because <laughs> I know it takes two and a half to three hours to do the voiceover for each one. You're kidding. If you do the maths of that, of me in that little box, it was 438 hours. In that tiny booth. <laughs> Same oh, pair oh of headphones. Horrible headphones. <laughs> And now I've made you do it again. Oh, no, that's all right. This is my, they're my own ones. Hopefully, I, I might be able to do it from <laughs> home, though, going forward, if this is the new world. Well, from your lips to someone's ears, Donnie. Well, exactly, yeah. That's not going to be too mean. You know what I love about that? I, I mean, I think I've said it to you before, but to me, when you do it, it's, it's like music. Because there will be times when there's like a semi-quaver between pieces of action, and you insert in there and it's tight as anything and it's wonderful i've been known to quickly insert into a tight space before tom it's only fair <laughs> that i transfer skill set into the workplace as well as at home <laughs> i walked right into that one <laughs> well, no oh, I, right. do, I do think i know what you're saying though there's a sometimes it, i speak the, my accent and the way i am suits voiceover because i can yes. get a lot in in a small gap and it's all like it's bit oh it's like the Cockney yes. South East London accent fits and you can squeeze stuff in and, uh, and and I think that really helps really and it is a bit rhythmical where sometimes it's not even what you're saying Huge, it's just it? the way you're saying it in that point in that moment and I I don't know what a semi quaver is I don't understand rhythm I don't understand music I can't crap in time but comedically I could I've through trial and error I couldn't work that work that out. Basically. It's timing. Yeah. And you know, it hit me. The first time I watched it, it hit me right in the solar plexus, your comedy. It, it made me vow then and there to see all your stand-up. And I have become your stand-up groupie, really. <laughs> well, yeah, you got, you got your early doors. You was there about three years ago, weren't you? The first time I saw Apollo. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's uh, thanks. I appreciate it. Tom. It's a, it's a uh, yeah, I love, I, I just love doing it. I think when you watch anyone doing what they love, it's interesting. I think as a, as an audience member, or yes. even like if you see a teacher at school who love what they were doing, you, you're, you're drawn, you're, you're carried away by enthusiasm, whatever it is. I could, I love documentaries about people that are passionate about stuff. It doesn't matter what it is. So I could watch a three hour documentary about BMX, someone who rides a BMX, if they love it and they, and, they, and they care a lot about it and pour everything into it, I'm, I'm hooked. So it's more about- It's contagious, passion. isn't it? Mm, yeah. yeah. I love it. I love and the energy of stuff. Is, do you know enthusiasm means having God inside you? Does it? Not in a filthy sacrilegious way. Oh, but that's way. where the word's from, is it? Enthusiasm. Yeah, oh. yeah. It's from theos. It's the same root as theism and, and um, pantheon and things like that. It's, it's about literally feeling like the motor of divinity within you. Yeah. In your stand-up, there's so much about um, language and accent because you married rather a posh lady, didn't you? Oh, well, yeah. Well, she's not that posh. She's very middle class. And more in just sort of culturally, the way they talk as a family is all very, not reserved, but it's all very polite. And like, well, in my family, you all just, I don't know if you can swear on this, but yes, it's not a combative, let's have a round. I say, oh, fuck. It might as well just like pipe down or shut. It's a fuck off. Like, it's not a swearing isn't really seen as a horrible, nasty thing. Like, it's a way you say it, isn't it, really? And with comedy and swearing, it does annoy me a little bit when people go like, oh, swearing, it's just because it's easy and stuff like that. I'm like, well, no, it's just because they are some really great words. They, they work. Words. So that's why they're useful. It's, you know, there are no plenty of them, but you can't, I think Billy Collins said it, you can't beat a good fuck off. <laughs> it, it's so useful in, in like dialogue. But they're just beautiful golden threads in the rich tapestry of language. And it's funny because expletive means 
fill a word. You know, that root plenis, that Latin root plenis means to fill. Yeah. So I think you should um, come on my YouTube channel to do a, a homeschooling lesson. We do Latin. Do you really? I think that'd be really good. So I do homeschooling lessons, right? but I take on subjects like um, Greek myths, Romeo and Juliet, uh, or novels where I break down the story, you know, Picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde, bloke down the pub way of breaking it all down and stuff. So it'd be quite good if you could come on and we could, you could do a Latin lesson with me. That'd be fun. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> Have your kids inherited the sort of the plum or the South London or, or... Oh, well, they, they're, they're four and two, so they're homeschooled and we don't really do homeschooling yet because they're so young. They go to preschool, but we're not bogged. We, we, they've got like reading eggs on the iPad and we read books and stuff like that, but they're not, we're not going too hard. But yeah, they're, they're weird. There they're was some bits we posh, but a bit of water, not, nothing. <laughs> and all that. And then I'll go like, don't speak properly, but then I'm like, oh. They oscillate between them. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> and then they start telling me off, where they'll be like, I'll say, get to water. They'll go, no, it's water. And I'm like, I'm getting told off by a four-year-old. <laughs> I remember you saying something. I can't remember if this was on Cats or in your stand-up or something, but you said that your little girl asked for avocado at a very young age. And you said that you didn't know what one was until you were 26. Yeah. <laughs> I think like she, she wanted avocado on toast and I literally hadn't seen one till my mid-twenties. Never mind had one, about three quid a pop. <laughs> you know, that means testicle avocado. It's an Aztec word for testicle. Oh, is it? Yeah, like, I mean, I, I think if your testicle looks like that, go and see a doctor. Oh my God. That's too, that's too heavy, isn't it? Too heavy. And they must have been so fertile. I mean, what a colossal sack of sperm that was <laughs> oh no that oh awful awful thing to think about <laughs> but um but yeah they look a bit like crocodile eggs though don't they if a avocado is a bit too cheap you know it's got a massive stone in it that's a giveaway <laughs> a stone like that big and then just like, that little, like an edging of green you know my sister and i used to halve one and she would have balsamic vinegar in her hole and I'd put Worcester sauce in mine. I love Worcester sauce in an avocado. Really? I've never tried it. I, I have it with Bovril, but that maybe that's the conflicted <laughs> working class part of me where I'll have a cracker with butter, Bovril and then avocado. Well, speaking of origins and working class roots, yes. I want to go back to the very beginning with you as we get regional with Rob. Okay, <laughs> all right, nice. Exactly where you born, darling? Uh, Sidcup um, in Kent. Oh my God, I went to drama school in Sidcup. Oh, did you? What was we it? We went to Rose Bruford in Lamorby Park where they have all those beautiful Canadian geese wandering around with gay abandon. Oh, they're horrible things, they are. They're, out of, they're oh. disgusting. They bully all the mallards. They do empty their bowels with. <laughs> yeah. Quite ferocious shit. Uh, but, sorry, it's a bit too graphic. Um, but yeah, so Sidcup, <laughs> and then I lived in um, Mottingham. Like, uh, like between Mottingham and Chislehurst, but like Mottingham in South East London. I lived in Mottingham too. When I was there, I lived at number 14 Porcupine Close. Oh, did you? Near the pub, the Porcupine Pub. Oh, right. Yes, cool. Here, didn't it? That's crazy. Yeah. So, um, and you had four brothers, right? Four brothers. Two were from my dad's first marriage. So they were a lot older. They were like 15 years older. And then yeah. I, I lived with the other two brothers. So one was six years older, one was two years younger. Kind of middle child and also uh, top dog. How, well, that, always middle child. Yeah, it was 100% middle child. That's why <laughs> Did that mean that they singer. kind of set the, the lexical trend and you'd inherit the kind of cool phrases from them? Because they're a bit older. Um, not really. Like I don't, I don't know. I, I think I think it was quite a brutal house in regards of banter and take the piss out of each other. 
where there was no holds bars. My mum used to call it the house of no compassion. Right? And, and I still, I'm a bit like that now. I'm very much, I'll just get on with it type. I'm not, I've le I'm learning to be more. I've realized women will just, well, I've got two, two daughters and a wife and, and her family's all women, that women will just cry for no apparent reason. <laughs> And that's fine, and they'll be all right again. Whereas no one cried in our house. It's catharsis. Yeah, and it's fine. Whereas I'm like, when I first saw a woman cry, I was like, oh my God. But now I'm like, nah. <laughs> Same water. Same as seeing one, a, a lady cough or, <laughs> or sneeze. <laughs> it's just something that will happen that day. And it's fine. Don't worry too much about it. But I, I wasn't aware of that <laughs> in my house. But yeah, because my brother had a spotty back. He was called dartboard back. My brother had bad breath for a bit, so he called him dog shit breath. It was that level oh, of, that was just, <laughs> would happen. Did you have words that were indigenous to your family home, like for remote or, or um, for various foods? Always, everything was well good. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, oh really? So, well, yeah, and like chinny beard and chinny reckon. What's chinny beard? When someone's lying, and then you stand, and then you like you're going, oh chinny beard, and then you stand like that behind your mum while she's telling your brothers off. You go, oh, chinny beard, chinny reckon, Merlin, and all that. But I don't know why this chinny beard, chinny reckon, <laughs> chinny reckon. I trying to ascertain the provenance, but I can't with that. I That's mean, it's lying. I think it's probably something about like rubbing your beard. I don't know what it is like a. I don't know where that would yes. be from, but it's like a weird... It's the same as, like, um, knock down Ginger, knock a door run, Ooh. or whatever. You know, he's knocking a door and run away. Oh, yes, yes. Well, we call it knock down Ginger, and I don't know why. Maybe it's to do with gingerly. Do it very carefully and then steal away. Ooh. Do it gingerly. Maybe, yeah, because knock a door run is what it is, isn't it? It's, you know, you knock yeah. a door and you run, but knock down Ginger. But maybe, what yeah, knock down Gingerly, yeah, potentially. Oh. Need little words for, like, stuff. So it'll be quite brand names, so... There was a TV, I had a TV with a VHS combi, which is a Matsui. So we'd call stuff like, oh, the Matsui, rather than your telly. We'd call it by, and like Totes Sandwich, I used to call it a Breville Sandwich, even though that's the brand name of it, it was a Breville Sandwich Machine. But I just used to carry on calling stuff by the brand name. But, well, that's how we got Hoover. Exactly, and Tannoy, as Alan Partridge yeah. reminds us. But yeah, so yeah, I don't know about any other particular words. Darning, is there a difference between 
because you know that cockneys get very territorial and they say no south of the river no that's not cockney yeah it, what are the differences well so i'm app? not i'm not a cockney i'm from southeast london um yes. the, the thing was, was supposed to be the sound of bow bells if you could hear that when you were born yes that's a legend isn't it yeah the which is sort of bit bollocks is that I think it's it's like we're being working class. So technically now, you know, socioeconomically, I'm not working class anymore and I do a job in media and that kind of thing. But I am I was brought up working class, a culturally working class. You can't really change the way you think about stuff. Where my, my daughters we brought up middle class. So I think being a cockney is almost beyond where you were born now. It's more like what you got brought up with and having pie mash or having cockles and whelks and the way your family bingo i know it seems silly things like that but certain things you associate with with it and um yeah so i i think the reason why so i'm south east london i'm not a cockney but people will think i'm from essex or from east london because yes. of my accent but it's only the same as when you go up to newcastle and someone from sunderland or middlesbrough have got similar accents but when you're up there you can tell the difference so yes, i can tell the why? difference with someone from east london or north london and the reason why east london and north london people don't like it i hate going to north london and when I come back through the Blackpool Tunnel South, I don't hate it being there, but like when I come back South, I, got, I feel a bit relaxed. And it's because if you're in, yes. you could be in Finchley, right? And it looks exactly the same as Lewisham, but you don't know anything or anyone. So there's a yes. weird familiarity of where you are, but you're, you might as well be in the middle of Japan. You've got, you don't know anything or anyone, but you feel like you should. Whereas if you are in Japan, you go, oh, it's all new and different. But when you're in North London, you go, why is everything the same? But I don't know anything or anyone. And it's, <laughs> I find uh, it, I think people find it unnerving because yes. you're looking at something you should know, but you don't. And it's totally alien Wait, to you. Yes, and I, I get that. I lived in South London. Well, I still sort of am, but I'm north of the river now. But I lived in South London for years and years and years. And you're right, the kind of topography is the same and the buildings are lower. So there's always more natural light everywhere. And there is a kind of a uniformity to it, isn't there? Speaking of South Londonisms, mm. Could you play translator for me? Because I've amassed a handful that baffle me totally. Okay, go on. First, bookie. Bookie. Or bookie? Bookie. <laughs> okay, the uh, betting shop, the bookies. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, you're going down to the bookies. That's a yeah, yeah. bookkeeper for the betting shop. Butters. Butters, that's ugly. It's someone's butters. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it's sort of like featureless, like butter. But I don't know where it's like butters. That is butters. But ugly, maybe it's from but ugly. Oh, it's a contraction. Maybe, yeah. Butters. Oh, I like that. Bear. Bear. Well, it's very different to the bear I'm sure you're used to in your um, sort of social circles <laughs> of the bear. <laughs> Not a sign. <laughs> but bear, bear is like, oh, that is bear, like big, that's all like, there's loads of it. Like, there's bear, like, oh, there's bear um, deck chairs on that beach. There's loads of them. That's so curious because as it's spelt here, it's B-A-R-E, which to me means kind of barely, you know, yeah. like naked. There's bears. So that means there's loads of. Oh, I love there's that. Bears. Well, it's kind of an loads inversion. Of. Yeah. Um, wallop. Wallop, yeah. <laughs> or just uh, wallop is like, yes, or like have that wallop or like he got wallops as in like hitting. So something like big, like so a punch could be. A it's like an exclamation of delight yeah wallop i absolutely walloped it like in and it could be like you hit a you know in cricket you hit a six or you score like i goal. smashed it yeah i smashed it or like That's yeah like my brother like, says same way that oh yes please that kind of thing yeah smashed it <laughs> um galdem galdem well they're literally galdem i think girl is that the girls like galdem like girl yeah group of girls or 
we're the our group of girls. Uh, Mandem. Well, that makes sense because because of, uh, of demos, because of the Greek root demos, meaning people. Oh, it's like it... pandemic oh. affecting people and um, demographic and democracy. But it's the same with Mandem as well, isn't it? So that's boy people. Yeah, Mandem. Yeah. My Mandem. Something like your group of lag. They've gone. They've gone back to the roots with that. Yeah, and then like the it. people say, like man, like I mean, it's weird though because that's not that's more like youth speak. The sort of come along in the last five five to ten years where really like not many young kids talk like me around there. I'm only 34 but in South East London you get a few but a lot of it is a bit more like oh you get me though where I would never have said you get me though as yeah. a kid I bet I'd about you know what I mean yeah and then wouldn't have existed no no worry. so you'd be like you know it'd be like you know what I mean not and now it's like you get me though and so it's a bit like there's yeah. an Elliot Still who's a comedian who grew up from South East Crystal Palace way his dad's a comedian Mark Still. And he's weird. So Mark still talks like me and like how my dad talks. But Elliot's 21, so like 10 years younger than me. Uh, yeah, 20, 30 years younger. And he's a bit more like, you got like tiger, tiger, yeah. And he talks like that. And he's a white kid where in the past, that accent would have been a more of a black culture thing. But now it's more like yes. youth culture where the people like Stormzy and stuff like that, like they're the, the kings of that world of music and stuff. It's like the London, because even up in up north in Manchester, there's that sort of, it's not even a London thing, it's a youth thing with like, yes. a, a, out of H, A-I-T-C-H, the young rapper from Manchester. No, like I've a, not. Back in the day, would be a bit more like talk like uh, mad fight, you know what I mean, mate? Uh, but he's like, yeah, you get me. He's got a weird Mancunian, but that London grime twang. Yeah, yeah. They're the greatest coiners, aren't they? They're like years. Yeah, it's just an expression of that generation and you know, how people speak of it. It's great. I love it, like the way it moves and, and flows and stuff like that. Yes, know? yes. I remember my friend who's a school teacher put someone in detention for saying, oh, sir, you're so extra. And I said, yes. no, you mustn't because they'll only love the origins of language if they feel ownership of yeah. coining language too. Yeah. You know, they've got but to I think that's a great to... word, extra. Oh, it's that a is brilliant extra. Word. That, oh, so extra. Or like, you, you know, if you're gossiping about something, oh, they only done that, I mean, oh, she's so extra. It, it, I think it's a pretty, really, some, not like, oh, she's a bit like that. She gets a bit carried away and starts to show off. It, so like, she's, I, love, I love being able to communicate quickly and efficiently. So I love extra being a word that yes. you don't have to go on to like, you know. Well, it's like what you said before about, about the music and how your speech is rapid and it works in semiquavers. Yeah. So if a word happens to be a semiquaver, all the better. Well, yeah. And you can just slide it in. Exactly. And it's like, I want to be as funny as possible. And for me, you will need to get to the punchline as quick as possible. So if you yeah. can borrow and use little words like extra and it still works, you have to make sure that it's accessible to the whole country and you get to that joke quicker rather than having to explain stuff. It massively works. Like, even now, if you talk about, oh, she was a right Karen, about like an older lady, people think oh, of man. a Karen. Oh, she's such a Karen. Karens are like, you know those <laughs> women, older women, normally a bit middle class and stuck in their ways are a bit like, oh, I don't think you should be doing that, that you shouldn't feed uh, bread to ducks, it's bad for their stomach. I'll <laughs> ask you, Karen. Like, you know, she's that, that, so I think Karen is becoming that sort of name of like, we used to have like- And there are some words, I mean, do you believe that there are some words that are just inherently funny? Oh yeah, there's, so bellend. <laughs> Exactly. So <laughs> yes, Belen, you get that, and then but you start to learn that, and you pepper it through gently because you don't want to overuse those words just because you know they work because it's yeah. hack and cheap. But Belen is funny, but also certain <laughs> words in certain accents are different. Do you know what I mean? Like garlic bread, like the way Peter Kay <laughs> said that word. I Means that garlic bread is, a, but the way he said it in his accent and in that way 
made it funny, always gets a laugh. If I say Bellin, I don't know why, but if I say Bellin, it always works. I think as well, because I'm quite non-threatening. I'm not like a, a sexy comedian. Do you know what I mean? I'm sort of like... No, you are to me, though. Well, I, I You've got something to me, Danny. You're awfully twinkly. I'm an abs- and it's I'm an absolute, and- Yeah, I'm an absolute wolf in sheep's clothing, really, Tom. But I let you yeah. not know that. But <laughs> I, I have loved this beyond all measure. I just... <laughs> You haven't, Tom. This audience haven't loved it beyond measure because you know what measure they can love it by? Five-star review on the podcast (laughs) ratings. So you can measure it. So they need to give you five stars and review it and say... Tom's podcast is amazing. So that's that they can measure it there. Oh, well, you have every etoile in the sky for me. I've always said you that. You make the Western welkin blush, as Shakespeare <laughs> said. Love you, Tom. Thanks for having me. I love you too. Have a wonderful day. Cheers, mate. Speak to you later. Bye. Bye, darling. Talking to Rob really got me thinking about the words and phrases connected to his work. Rob is a master of the joke. I wonder whether you know how via its Latin root, joke is curiously connected to jewellery. Joke and jewel come from the same Latin root, jacale, that which causes joy. Because jewels served no practical purpose, they were considered frivolous, much like comedy. Rob invariably makes me chuckle. Chuckle comes from chickens. It evolved from the Middle English chicken to make a clucking noise, which is what a gale of chuckles is reminiscent of. Well, it's time I clucked off. But if you enjoyed coming as much as I enjoyed having you, remember, this is but one egg in the chicken coop. For more, do subscribe, star us, leave a comment, or even your favourite word in this episode. In the meantime, oodles upon oodles of love. This has been a Monkey Kingdom and Acast production. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.